In 1173, the Italian city of Pisa was on top of the world. They were a significant commercial power in Italy, commanded a sizable Mediterranean fleet, and wanted to demonstrate their power to the rest of the world. They had built a marvelous cathedral and a comparable baptistry, and they decided to complete the complex by building a bell tower. However, that didn't quite go as planned. Learn more about the Leaning Tower of Pisa, one of Italy's most iconic structures, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Rerouted. Let's face it, outdoor gear can be expensive. If you're into camping, climbing, skiing, or hiking, you can spend a lot of money indulging in your hobby. Wouldn't it be great if you could save some money as well as cut down on resource use at the same time? Well, you can. Rerouted is the place to buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. They make shopping for used gear as easy as shopping for new gear. Rerouted believes that each piece of gear has a story and they want to help tell yours. If you're actively involved in outdoor activities, or just looking to get into it, you can save money by shopping at rerouted.co. Once again, that's rerouted.co, or click on the link in the show notes. Medieval Italy was known for its powerful Italian maritime republics. In particular, there were four such republics that were the wealthiest and most powerful. Venice, Genoa, Amalfi, and Pisa. Pisa reached the peak of its power in the 11th century. During this time, they were often battling with Saracens, which was a medieval term for Arab Muslims. The Saracens had bases on the island of Corsica and would clash with Pisa on the seas. Pisa also removed the Genoese from Sardinia and conquered Carthage in North Africa. They also took the city of Palermo in Sicily from the Saracens, and with the gold they looted, they were able to use the money to get something nice. So, in 1063, they began to construct the Pisa Cathedral. The Pisa Cathedral is a really remarkable building. It was a Romanesque cathedral, which, if you remember back to the episode I did on cathedrals, was the style before Gothic cathedrals. 
The cathedral itself was uniquely built outside the ancient walls of the city, which in itself was a show of strength. It was their way of telling the world that they weren't afraid of being attacked. In 1092, the cathedral was declared the seat of the Archbishop of Pisa, and in 1118, it was consecrated by the Pope. The area immediately around the cathedral became known as the Piazza dei Miracoli, which means the Plaza of Miracles. A second building, a baptistry, was begun in 1152 and completed in 1363. The final building in the Piazza dei Miracoli was to be the Campanile, or the Bell Tower. In 1172, a widow by the name of Donna Berta di Bernardino left 60 silver pieces for the creation of the base of a bell tower in her will, and in 1173, construction began. The tower was designed to be eight stories tall and was to be built out of marble. The original architect of the tower isn't actually known. There are no surviving documents from the period when the tower began construction. Whoever designed the tower made a very critical error from the outset. In 1178, only five years after construction began, and when they finished the second floor, it became obvious there was a problem. The tower, what little was actually built, started to sink. The tower had fundamental flaws which really couldn't be fixed. Its foundation simply wasn't thick enough, and it was built on a subsoil that was too soft. Pisa was located on the banks of the Arno River, and there's a great deal of clay and silt below the ground. If they had compensated for this at the start, or if they had built it in a slightly different location, we would just know it as the Tower of Pisa, and probably not even that. In 1178, after the second story was built, construction was halted for almost a century. This halt in construction, strangely enough, almost certainly saved the tower. The reason for the lengthy pause in construction had nothing to do with the tower itself. Pisa found itself in conflicts with their neighboring city-states in Italy, primarily Genoa, Florence, and Lucca. The reason why this pause saved the tower is that it allowed the soil underneath the foundation of the tower a chance to settle for almost a century. Construction began again in 1272. To compensate for the tilt in the tower, the new architect built the next floor such that one side was taller than the other. If you look very closely at the tower today, you can see that it's actually slightly curved. This was a result of this architectural decision. Twelve years later, in 1284, the construction was halted again when Pisa lost a war with Genoa. In 1319, the seventh floor was finished, and finally, in 1372, the bell chamber was completed, finishing the tower. It took a total of 199 years for the tower to be built. The most famous event which took place in the tower was undoubtedly the experiments by Galileo Galilei. He lived in Pisa from 1589 to 1592 and during that time, he conducted an experiment where two cannonballs of different weights were dropped from the tower at the same time. They reached the ground simultaneously, proving that the acceleration of each cannonball from gravity was the same and independent of their weight. In World War II, American forces thought that the Nazis were using the tower as an observation post. An American army sergeant, Leon Wechstein, was sent to observe, and he thought that the cathedral and the tower were so beautiful he refused to call in an artillery strike, which would have destroyed the tower. Its famous lean was a feature of the tower from the outset. However, it didn't lean nearly as much as it does today. Just before the first major pause in construction, when the second floor was built, the tower leaned one-tenth of a degree to the north. When the seventh floor was built, it was leaning one degree to the south. Over the centuries, the tower never stopped slowly leaning further and further off vertical. By the 20th century, the tower was leaning almost 6 degrees from vertical, 
and the top of the tower was a full 15 feet from where it should have been. On March 17, 1989, the Civic Tower in the town of Pavia in Italy collapsed, killing four people. This shocked the Italian government into taking action to save the tower in Pisa. If the lean kept getting worse, eventually the tower was going to collapse. In January 1990, the tower was closed to the public and a campaign was started to reverse the lean in the tower and try to save it. Over 70 metric tons of soil were removed from the north end of the tower, creating spaces in which the tower would be able to compress over time, allowing the tower to tilt back north a little bit. They also stacked tons of lead on the north side of the tower to serve as a counterweight to try and correct the tilt. From 1990 to 2001, the tilt on the tower was reduced by 45 centimeters or 18 inches. It now only leans 4 degrees off of vertical, which is where the tower was in the early 19th century. After the stabilization efforts, engineers denounced that the tower should be safe for another 2 to 300 years. In 2008, they announced that for the first time in the tower's history, it had stopped moving. You might be asking, why don't they just fully straighten the tower? Well, the answer is money. People come to Pisa to see a leaning tower, not a straight tower. They want the tower to lean a little, but just not so much that it would collapse. If you visit Pisa, like most people, you should certainly go see the tower. But what you might realize once you're there is that the cathedral itself, which is usually overlooked, is really the highlight of the trip. Yeah, the leaning tower of Pisa is iconic and it's leaning, but that's about it. The most entertaining thing is watching all the tourists taking photos of themselves trying to hold up the tower. Eventually, someday, the Leaning Tower of Pisa will probably collapse. It probably won't happen in any of our lifetimes. But unless some future technology can solve the fundamental problems which have been in the tower from the start, then the Leaning Tower of Pisa probably has a finite lifespan. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, I'll read your review on the show.